Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined first by Professor Seamus O'Reilly, consultant oncologist. Seamus, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for having us on. Delighted. I, I see that on this today, World Cancer Day, there's so much concern out there about the effect of pandemic, of the pandemic, on treatment of cancer, in that you're, you, you and your colleagues are very worried about the delays in cancer treatment. Yes, so the, the European Cancer Organization have a webinar today at 11 o'clock, um, and they have calculated that a, a million cases of cancer were undiagnosed as a result of the pandemic last year. So we're concerned in our community that there are also patients with undiagnosed cancer. I mean, people were reluctant to come to hospital. Uh, and sometimes they were had, had difficulty accessing uh, care. Our screening programs had shut down for a period of time as well. So uh, there's a, a, a significant concern among in the cancer treating community and in society about this matter. And uh, uh, but obviously. It, it, uh, we can't afford to admire the problem. It's what we do with the problem now, how we uh, have catch-up programs in our in our hospitals, uh, and also encourage people to to uh, uh, come if they've got symptoms. As uh, uh, Maria Fleming, the cancer survivor, was on on TV this morning, and she had a, a wise word, and she said, "Don't sit on your worry." So if we've got, if someone is out there and they're concerned that something is wrong, then come for attention. Her story highlights that. Uh, the smaller a cancer is, the less treatment it needs, the better the outcome, the better the survivorship. So uh, time is everything. And uh, and if you are concerned, please contact your GP, uh, seek medical attention. Don't sit on your worry, as she says. Are you concerned, Seamus, that a lot of people might have done exactly that over the last two years, purely for fear of picking up COVID? Oh, yes. And we're still seeing COVID anxiety in patients and families, um, fear of coming in for medical attention, fear of getting scans done, fear of exposure to hospitals. It's, it's very real. I mean, I'm in a clinic at the moment and the first patient, uh, uh, she times her scans to the peaks of the COVID pandemic. So if the peaks are high, she defers the scans until the, until the peaks have passed. So I think that it's a, it's a very... Uh, is very reflective of what we're seeing in our in our patients uh, and their concerns about COVID-19. Yeah. Now, you're, of course, co-chair also of Cork Arc, which is another one of our Radiothon partners in May. How have you been doing at Arc in the last couple of years? Has it been tough? Very tough. Um, so, but not as tough as it has been for the patients and their families. Yeah. Uh, cancer, is a lone, cancer is a lonely illness, and we know that uh, uh, mental health issues are magnified by the pandemic. 
And, and that makes cancer survival a lot worse. It makes quality of survival worse. So we're seeing more referrals now, uh, particularly at the end of last year uh, with patients with mental distress. Uh, many of my, my patients have, have children who, with special needs and the services for them have been challenging to provide during the pandemic. And uh, so the level of distress, psychological distress that we're seeing in our clinics among patients is significant. And I think they 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 also they, their distress is magnified by our services. They where things are cancelled because of short-staffed or COVID-related uh, 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 um, challenges. I, I think also we had a significant waiting list before the pandemic, six hundred thousand people, and now it's a million. So uh, there's the, everybody is at the end of their tether now. Uh, and uh, and uh, and we talk about these statistics, but but statistics are human beings with the tears wiped away. There's a huge uh, uh, suffering associated with them, and it's not just limited to cancer. Cancer doesn't have a monopoly on suffering. Uh, we have children who need time-dependent spinal surgery or cleft palate surgery, where it's 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 life-changing for them and and changing in terms of their development as people. And um, so I think now is the time that we need to look at how we do things in healthcare and make this the disruption of the pandemic translate that into transformative care to make the system more fit for purpose for our community. Mm, I must say that's an incredible description you've just used, Seamus. Statistics are just human beings with the tears wiped away. That's it's very real, unfortunately. That's quite a remarkable choice of words, and thank you for it. I will share that with my listeners many, many times. It's profound. So I know you need to leave us, and I'll talk then to to Orla. You've got other thing, other places to be, and I appreciate that, Seamus. Finally, to anyone who has maybe concerns but has been holding yeah. back, contact your doctor. Start the process. Get in there. Don't sit on your worry. And I think, and I would also say that there's. Today's World Cancer Day. Today is a time of great hope for patients yeah. with cancer. Our cancer survival has improved dramatically in the last two decades. Orla is going to talk to you about a, a development, um, and she'd be too modest to say that her father, who, whose anniversary, 10th anniversary is, is this month, was the inspiration for, for this uh, 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 for this project. The uh, late Professor Jerry O'Sullivan of UCC was an oh, inspirational yeah. figure, and it, it's wonderful to see his a vision now uh, translated into cancer care in our community. Um, we have patients coming in today who are starting on a, on a trial that he had instigated. And, uh, and, and, and so it's wonderful to see his vision translate into, into cancer care in our community. That's a tremendous legacy. Okay, Seamus, thank you for being with us. I'll let you drop off the call there. Professor Seamus O'Reilly, consultant, medical oncologist, and co-chair of Cork. Arc. And I'll move to you now, Orla. Orla Dolan from Breakthrough Cancer Research, another one of our charity partners on Radiothon uh, every May. And we talk many times and have done many times, Orla, about the extent on, and the global standard of cancer research that happens here in Cork. But tell me about this exciting new project where is it you're using lithium to get around the... the the resistance to chemotherapy that some cancers pose. Is that it? Or simplify it for me. I'm just a gob on a stick. So tell me what's going on here. <laughs> no, you're getting to the nub of the matter. Um, researchers in UCC that we've been supporting over a number of years and in collaboration actually with, um, with Seamus um, have discovered why certain cancers, particularly those of the gastrointestinal tract, so esophageal, stomach and colorectal cancer, 
why they sometimes don't respond to chemotherapy. And they discovered that those cancer cells were using, were hijacking a normal process in cells to basically be able to repair and recycle themselves in the presence of the chemotherapy and therefore recover when the chemotherapy is taken away. So be drug resistant. Um, so it's great to understand what that mechanism is. The next thing you need to do is find a way to overcome that. And so they tested a whole load of combinations and found that lithium, when combined with chemotherapy drugs, could actually block those drug-resistant cancer cells from being able to repair and recycle and, and basically make the chemo more effective. Mm. So what's happening now is on foot of research over many, many years, it's now culminated in the the idea of going into clinical trial. And as, as Seamus mentioned, patients are enrolling already or have enrolled already in Cork here. And it's an amazing example of how you take major clinical challenges, which is treatments failing patients, and then you, and the disappointment that comes for their families when treatment hasn't worked and find solutions to overcome that. And yeah. as Seamus rightly said, we've you know, we have many, many people who survive cancer nowadays. It's 200,000, but it's not the story for everyone. And research is the way that we're going to meet that cancer burden, even the cancer burden that he spoke about where more people are going to be diagnosed later. We need new treatments, more of them, and that comes from research and the support of the public for that research. Like, I'm fascinated by, by the lithium element of it. I mean, lithium is as old as time, it's a bit yeah. like discovering it's a bit like discovering that if you take paracetamol it'll enhance your chemotherapy like it's as old as time how how was it discovered how how did was it purely by accident or was it someone had a theory and worked on it no, I mean, it was definitely a theory and a, a trawling of the literature to look at different types of things that would induce this process that um, I spoke about called autophagy is what the process is that the cells are using. They looked for all these different combinations and they had a reason for thinking that lithium might have a role to play. And it turned out that that just happened to be the best one of all the ones that they tested. So that's the one that went forward. I think what's also important to note about lithium, that if you think about a lot of modern new drugs that are coming out for cancer, they're very, very expensive, can yeah. be, you know, hundreds of thousands, even millions for people to get them. Where lithium is, like you said, a drug that's been around for many years. It's been used for other, it's like repurposing a drug from another disease. And so if, you know, it proves successful out of the trial, it means that we get to patients faster because a lot of that work has been done on lithium already. Yeah. What's novel here is you're combining lithium with chemotherapy and you're saying, okay, well, the lithium will block the cell's ability to repair and recycle um, damaged parts by chemo. And the chemo is actually still being effective, but it's the lithium is making it more effective and stopping right. the cell being able yeah. to overcome it. Because, I mean, it's traditionally used as a mood stabilizer, for example. Yeah, the most common thing that people would think of it is for bipolar disorder. That's the most common thing that, but they have been talking about using it for other um, neurological disorders um, as well. So, um, but that means there's a lot of data about that drug already. So, you know, if you're starting from something that's a brand new drug from to, to take that to market, that could be many, many, many years where there's a lot of information about patients taking it already. So what they're doing here is saying, we're giving you chemo and we're combining with lithium. And this is a brand new approach. And wow. uh, and if this proves successful, like I said, it could be globally accessible because it would be less expensive. And uh, yeah. so it's an amazing example um, of, I think, 
like I'm inspired by those researchers who spend so many years um, backing their ideas and their discoveries. And but it's an amazing example of how the support of the public through research. We've been supporting this research for so many years because we believed in it and believed in them. And they've got it out of the lab now into the clinic. And that's a really great place to be. That's you know? That's fantastic. And of course, colon cancer is one area where where the belief is it will be effective and. It's a very, very common cause of cancer death because it does it, it does resist chemo, doesn't it, colon cancer by its nature? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the, the GI cancers are the things that make them difficult is they're found late, they've already spread. And then, you know, we just know that certain cancers kind of some patients like you're not dealing with one colorectal cancer or one esophageal cancer. There are multiple different types and some will respond and some won't. And I suppose, you know, this is just one mechanism that they figured out in drug resistance. There might be more. But to me, it's like you identify a problem in the clinic and you find a solution for it and then you understand what's happening. But then you come up with a game plan to attack it. Mm. And that's what's happened here. And it's happened because public support into research for so many years has given them the chance and the space to keep it going yeah. until it got to this point. Talk to me a little more about the, the, the research and the, the various projects that, that go on because, you know, every year at Radiothon we do chat about this and how Cork is now a centre of global excellence in, in cancer research. How, how does Breakthrough, uh, how do you and your colleagues decide which idea is the one to go with? You must get loads of them. We do. I mean, we never have enough money for all the amazing projects that are there. I suppose if you look at it, um, if you look at uh, what we focus on, a lot of the time it's poor prognosis cancers. So cancers that have survival rates that are below um, 20% or 25%. Um, because, you know, if you look at testicular cancer, it's 99% survival. Our prostate is 97, but pancreatic is nine, you know, yeah. so you need yeah. more alternatives for those. So we invest our money in the cancers that have, that haven't had the same impact. And um, so we're looking for projects that are in those areas. We're also looking for projects that have a patient focus. I always say this isn't research for research sake. This is research to have a new treatment or a new way of um, getting information that patients are going to benefit at the end. Um, you know, it's about discoveries that are going to improve survival. So, so the way we're looking for it is people who have expertise, who understand how patients could potentially benefit, even if it's 5, 10 or 15 years from now, but you understand what are you trying to offer for a patient somewhere down the line, and then is it responding to the need of, um, you know, it, it, of these poor prognosis cancers? And that's kind of the measure by which we decide. And then you have to have phenomenal scientists who are just experts in their field. And we're really blessed that in Cork, we have a lot of them here and they've been working for a long time in this, you know, and always focus on the patient. And I think that's really inspiring. Yeah. Do you know what's great, though, is that it's a hundred and I was just looking at it it's a hundred and ten days, Orla, to the start of the Giving for a Living Radiothon, 110 days today. So the people who are planning coffee mornings and fundraisers and collections in that time and across the weekend when we're on in May, it's brilliant stuff like this they're putting their money into. This is Absolutely. Great. I mean, yeah, and I look at Breakthrough, which is just one of the amazing five partners, we're 100% supported by the generosity of the public. We don't have any funding from anywhere else, only from amazing people like who, those people who support Radiothon. And so it's incredibly important because 
like as you were asking earlier, there's always many more ideas than we have the funding for, but we wouldn't be able to do this or back projects like this without the support of the people of Cork and Radiothon. So we're very, very grateful. And this is a great day in Cork. Um, phenomenal researchers and clinicians like Seamus have got open a trial where there's something that will be globally significant if it comes through the trial the way we hope it does. And, um, and, and when, you know, will, that's when will we because, know? When are we likely to know whether the trials are working? That's a really, that's a question you should have been asking Seamus because he's leading the trial. <laughs> but uh, um, that'll be a hard one to know because they recruit over a period of time. So, but I don't think it'll be terribly long before they know first whether it's safe, which is the first thing they look, and then more longer term, they go look at effectiveness. Then, okay. I mean, your first thing is to do no harm. So, you want, you're, you're adding two drugs together, so you need to make sure they're safe first. Okay. So that's where they're starting, and that's underway already, so that's okay. amazing. Well, we look forward to talking more about this, and indeed more about your work at the time of Radiothon, and you know you're banging an open door anytime you need to raise our attention for anything here. Ola Dorlin from Breakthrough Cancer Research, and before that, Professor Seamus O'Reilly. Um, consultant oncologist on World Cancer Day, and it is 110 days today to the Quarks 96 FM Giving for Living Radiothon 2022. So get your ideas and start planning. Quarks 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.